Welcome to Lions Unleashes. I am your host, Marissa. This week, we have Victoria Coven. She is a graphic designer, illustrator, and founder of the Creative Women Community. She founded the Creative Women Community as a place where creative women can come together and help each other to overcome challenges and doubts that creative professional women face. You can check out the Creative Women Community on Instagram, at Creative Women Community, and wherever you listen to your podcast as the Creative Women Community Podcast. It is growing, and they'll soon be launching the Creative Women Community Store and a membership program, so stay tuned. Support the development of the store by buying the community a coffee, and all of that information is on their Instagram. So late last year, the community created a 2021 calendar, like a wall, a wall calendar that was available for purchase, and each month features a different illustrator's work. And in the interview, she mentioned it, and it, I brought it up on camera, and I didn't tell her in advance that I had one, and she had the warmest reaction, and it was just my favorite part of the episode. She also mentioned she's been working with a business coach, so her business coach advised her to go to a community where she's not sure if she'd be welcome and share her work there with the purpose of receiving negative feedback and still walk with her head held high and confident. And she did it. So brave. I think it's so awesome to be able to learn how to face rejection and still have confidence. I'm not going to tell you where she went or what happened. And with that said, let's get this episode started. So designing is your passion. So where did that creativity stem from? I've always been creative. My parents are creative as well although they were both in the medical field. So the fact that I came out as an artist, my sister is also an artist, she's a performer. It's kind of strange that we didn't go down the science route, but I was always kind of that like nerdy artsy kid in high school who didn't want to leave the art room. And I, I had this like deep rooted belief that I wouldn't be able to make it as an artist. I wouldn't be able to have a job, have a career as a creative person. So although I was always drawn to it, I kind of suppressed it for years right and then something happened in my like early 20s late teens and the creativity just like like came exploding out of me it was like I'm here you have to do something with this you have to so I applied for graphic design program and um, that kind of just led me down a bunch of different paths that got me to where I'm at today I feel like design too is something that is more prevalent than ever you know, I've, I always mm. heard of like graphic design majors and things like that and I'm in marketing, but I've taken so many classes on like Adobe. I'm okay with it, but nothing mm. to the caliber that you've done. And design now I think is more appreciated than ever. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Because there's so much to it. Like you're a marketer. So you know that marketing isn't just about the words that you're using. It's also about the way that you're displaying the words that you're using and the imagery that you're using and the way that the people are connecting with that, right? So designers can work with the marketers to bring bring these visions to life and and impact audiences in ways that have never been done before. You know? And I yeah, and I say this all the time, marketing is not an elective, it's a science in any way that you look at it and I do totally. believe as much as creativity there is in design in a sense depending on where you are there is so much behind the psychology and how to make people feel and then the messaging of how to distribute your creativity too I think is because you could have the most beautiful thing in the world but if if no one sees it are Mm -hmm. you fulfilled and so for some people that's yes right 
Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Also, I know I wouldn't feel fulfilled unless my messages were being shared with people. Mm-hmm. That's why, well, so I got into marketing because that deep-seated belief that I wouldn't be able to make it as a creative slash designer led me to marketing. It was fear that led me to marketing. Oh, wow. But, but now the fact that I've learned all this marketing has actually enabled me to make sure that my messages are reaching people and I'm able to help other artists to reach people as well. So it's kind of turned into this like beautiful thing that I wasn't expecting, right? So can I ask, what was the epiphany that brought you to, I have to really do what I love? Oh my God. Just like dis- discontentment, like like not not necessarily being unhappy, but just a little spark, knowing that there's something more, not knowing exactly what that more is, but just knowing that there's something more. So I worked as a marketing manager for years at a national Canadian charity. I was happy there. Like I, I loved my coworkers. I loved going to work every day. It was what a lot of people would look at as a dream job, but I just had this feeling like, like my intuition was telling me that there was more and that I wasn't being completely creatively fulfilled. And so I left the job. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I always commend people that do that. I, I don't, I think I'm so afraid of the unknown at certain times. I need to have structured, cloudy, cloudy view. Totally. Like, you know, so yeah. I need to have fog, but with headlights. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm not yeah. that, I can go into a little bit of the unknown, but I need direction. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Now that being said, like, like I definitely had fog, but I also had, I think I had headlights, right? Like I, I found different communities of supporters. I think that my headlights were also kind of like knowing a little bit of a direction that I could go in when I left, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't complete uncertainty. So I took, I took my marketing skills. I changed it into working on websites and now I'm changing it again into focusing entirely on creative women community and illustrating. So, so I'm on my way. You oh know? My, absolutely. You're, a, you're like a, you're a creative chameleon, just like completely taking yourself out of your shells and adapting. It's so oh awesome. I love that. I'm going to draw a chameleon now. Tag oh, you please in it. do. Oh, please do. So chameleons on leashes. Oh, yeah. So who are your influences in your design work or in your creativity? Yeah. My, my favorite artists are Lisa Congdon. Another one is Charlie Clements, and another one is Amy Blackwell, aka Amy JPEG. They're all they're all pretty modern, but they have sort of like like a little folk folksy kind of spin to them, and a lot of positive messages that really influences me. Bright colors too. Did I mention that? No, you didn't. No. Yeah. Awesome. You know what is what I've been seeing a lot recently, and I don't know if it's because of the algorithm or whatever, but, and I'm fine with that. I love the algorithm. Push anything you want in front of me. I like to try new things and obviously meet new people. But you know what I've noticed is I'm looking also as the influence of colors and I would consider wallpaper art, Mm. especially illustrative wallpaper. And I've been noticing what's been directed to me. So who knows, but very colorful illustrative wallpaper. And I was thinking about, it, I'm like, I think I'd consider now wallpaper art. Cool. Especially yeah. if it's printed and, and there's a lot of original illustrations that are coming out that people are, you know, putting mm-hmm. as prints. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like I just found a new medium in a yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. Textile design is huge. Like designing patterns only. There are lots of illustrators that specialize in that. Now I haven't gotten too much into textile design. Like I've I've tried it a couple times just for fun. But yeah, there are totally people that specialize in it. And I see those, I see those types of patterns across my feed quite often. 
I'd love to try it more. I actually also, too, moving to a different medium, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I went to a very new American restaurant. Then they had a library, but they then also had a florist, and her medium was flowers Mm. in a non-traditional sense. And I that was the first time I actually stepped back and said, wow, I never looked at flowers as Mm. a medium for art either. Yeah, I think that I think the potential is kind of endless with what people can do with art and make art out of. There are artists here in Vancouver on the seawall. They stack rocks. That's their form of art. And it's also like their form of meditation. They get in like a flow state when they work on it. So they just take rocks and turn it into art. And it's it's temporary too, because of course they fall over because of wind or waves or whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's totally endless what you can what you can do with creativity. Totally it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely blow I'm definitely being more Growing up now and being out of my own bubble, because when I was younger, it was really just survive every day, <laughs> right? Like you're just so focused on everything and revolving around you and, you know, the pressures of adolescence and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now being an adult mm-hmm. and really caring less about yeah. that, I'm so much more curious around those type of learning those and having those epiphanies mm-hmm. and trying to really, I feel like make up to culture myself because yeah. I was so heavily involved in like buying the right things or like not saying anything weird in high school or. Yeah, totally. Like totally. I think growing up and having a sense of creativity allows you to express yourself more freely through that creativity without fear of scrutiny or judgment. Like a lot of, a lot of the pieces of art that I put out now, if I had released it in high school, I I would have, I would definitely have been scared of what people think. Even still, I go to create something and I'm like, is this going to be well received or like, how is this going to be taken? You know? The one thing I think um, I also took many art classes with different mediums, and that was definitely my favorite place to be. Well, one of the things though, thinking about it now, I had a, for my final senior project, it was. I don't remember what the theme of what it, why we had to do this, but I created an actual illustration of this girl who was naked and, and anorexic. And mm-hmm. I created clay hands around a TV of monster hands. And I actually used like actual ocean shells as their, their fingernails mm-hmm. and put like a model or an image that we're supposed to be in TV, in the TV, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I think about it now, I think that I must have really been scared at the time because I don't think I would do that today and kind of show that Mm -hmm. vulnerability in that in Mm -hmm. that actual way. Yeah, right. Drawing something, you know, on a, I don't know, 20, 11 by 14 canvas of like a naked anorexia girl really being cradling what's being shown on the TV and not feeling good enough, I guess, like that monster of media, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, can can eat you alive, I guess. Yeah, totally. It's 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 incredibly expressive and and it's dark too right we can show all of our different sides through creativity and I think it's cool that you recognize that you may not necessarily make something like that today I too created like some really dark stuff when I was a teenager because I was in a darker place and Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like through art I've been able to see how I've grown like Mm -hmm. you too it's cool I don't miss and I don't want to get off topic but I don't when people like oh I miss being a kid I'm like I don't miss being a kid at all I really don't. I love yeah. the adolescence of making my own decisions and I could have ice cream at midnight if I want to, or I could have it for yeah. lunch and no one can tell me not, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of things like that. But I love, I love yeah. being an adult, making my own decisions. Yeah. Um, I miss I being miss a student. That. I miss, I miss like having some of that adult responsibility, but also still having the freedom of just figuring things out without 
as much pressure, you know? I definitely, I think there's so many avenues to learn now. Like you have the LinkedIn learning, you could learn from National Geographic now, and you know, even like experiences, I feel like we have so many more opportunities to learn on our own time. Mm -hmm. right? Like no offense to masterclass, but you don't need to sit through a masterclass in order to learn. But I do miss being in a classroom for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I loved the the community aspect of being in a classroom and uh, like learning from people directly, I think was really cool. And it's really great to talk about these things too, because as creative women community grows, that's something that I want to bring into it and make sure that people are getting that authentic experience. The same, like all the joy that I had in being in school, I want people to find that in learning through the community. Let's talk about the community. So it started as a COVID project and now it is so much more than that. So can you take me through the idea to to where it is now? So I have my best ideas in the shower and they they usually just pop up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. That one felt, that one was really strong. I'm going to do that. So I just remember sitting on my couch and, and just creating the Instagram account. Originally, I had called it Women Who Illustrate, but I thought about it more. And I want, and that's, that's way too similar to uh, Women of Illustration, which is another very big account on Instagram. So I changed it. I wanted it to be inclusive for people who also don't do illustrating only. So open it up for artists of other types. And I just started posting and I started reaching out to artists and asking for permission and just sharing pieces of art that I liked and that I thought other people would resonate with as well. So as a graphic designer, I was able to brand, brand it and make it feel a lot more official than it actually was. So it had a logo, it had a website. I've worked on social media as a marketing manager. So like I knew I needed to add story highlights and have like different focuses for the community and the whole, or not actually being very official by making it look official, it became official. (laughs) And now here we are, um, not even a year later, we're almost at a hundred thousand followers. Now that being said, Followers are just a vanity metric. What really matters is how many people are engaging, are involved, are providing good feedback. And I've seen so much good feedback. I'm just so happy with all the artists who are part of the community. We we have we launched a product last year. We did a calendar that featured 12 artists within the community. Do you have it? Oh my God, stop. Oh my heart. Oh my God. You're killing me. I love seeing that so much. Like someone, someone in Russia bought the calendar. I'm like, that's freaking crazy. Like this calendar went all over the world. Like I've never launched a product. So learned so much about that. And now I'm working on launching the Creative Women's Store. So it's going to be full of products, just like that calendar that feature myself and other artists creating things that are empowering and inspiring. And uh, yeah, lots of big plans for the community. And what an impact it is to see that every day. I mean, I sit here every single day, you know, and it's right here with my collection of things. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing for the artists and I've shared it on social media and I've tagged the artists. They responded. It's really nice for that awareness and pre-awarenesses too. But like, it reminds me of empowerment and bravery and creativity and, and women empowerment coming together. And, and, and it's just, I am just I just love it so much. The more we come together in that mm-hmm. sense, the mm-hmm. more movement that we make. Oh gosh, I, I can't agree more. Oh God, I'm so I'm so grateful that you showed me that and that that you feel that way. That's oh, so absolutely. that's so validating. Thank oh, you. 100%. <laughs> so you have a do you have a criteria or like application for these arts? Like how do you find them? 
Mm-hmm. I ask if an artist wants to be featured that they tag the account and that they use the hashtag, hashtag creative women. We get some DMs too, but the account receives like so many DMs. I just simply can't get to them all. So by tagging us, I'm able to actually, you know, scroll through the content and be like, oh, that, that looks great. There's an artist that we've never featured before. And uh, that's how we, that's how we found the artist. Usually once an artist is featured, I want to feature them again because I want to continue building the relationships with these artists, um, people who've been on board, you know, I, I want them to be successful and I want to be able to contribute to that in any way if they are open to it. So usually if an artist is featured, I'll want to feature them again a few months down the road so that we have space to feature all the artists who want to be featured and, you know, if their art fits with the community. Also on top of that, we, we created a porting member application. So artists can apply. Every month we open it up between the 10th to the 15th and artists can apply to support the community. They pay 39 US dollars to have themselves featured, but also to pay for the feature of five other artists. So it's kind of a, a way of- Like paying it forward, kind of. Paying it forward, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how awesome. they can get featured. Like, did you believe that it was going to get so big so quickly? No, I had no idea. It's become a huge part of my day. It's, it's essentially, it's what I want to focus half of my career on now. I had no idea. And as soon as it started growing so much and I saw the potential of what this could be, I was like, I've found my calling. Like, I remember I, I literally put it on an Instagram post. I was like, I found my calling. Like, it just, it totally happened accidentally. So I guess my message to listeners is, if you're sitting in the shower and you have that idea and you have that inclination, even if you don't know what the hell you're doing, just like me, <laughs> do it. Start. Start. Because <laughs> you never know where it might lead you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So I want to go back to something you said, though, is as marketers, and we might geek out a little bit, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I have learned perception is everything. Mm-hmm. And not in a deceiving way, but I was working at a, at a small business, I would say startup at the time that was really successful. And we had a really, really awesome big PR thing happen. And I was writing the messaging and the, about a really, really big, making it a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And the CEO, that's how small it was. Like the CEO was with me essentially and was like, you know, we, I was employee 16 at the time. And he's like, Hey, we need to act like we're a big business. So making it this big, make it like it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And then for some, like I started, I think it was like a month and a half into it at the time. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that just clicked with me for the rest of my career of we need to, we have to send out, and everyone knows what Marissa's quality standards are. And I always go, would Amazon put this out? Would they put this mm-hmm. ad out? Or like per- when people t- used to say, well, Marissa, progress is perfect. And I go, not here, not mm-hmm. in marketing. Would, you, would Amazon ever put out an ad and go, eh, it's progress, not perfection? Mm-hmm. Never. They would never. It's always emotional or mm-hmm. is up to its finest quality or whatever the case may be. So except for their first prime day, they could have done a little bit better. I think they've <laughs> gone from that, um, you know, their, their apps crashing on their first prime day. But oh. um so funny but you know that perception of I know what how to make a brand regardless Mm -hmm. of where it is in the process is so big now I want to hear your I I just want to hear I'm rambled I apologize I'm just I'm geeking out now I know like you know so I have someone to talk to about marketing no no 
talking about it. I love it. I love, I love all the marketing stuff. It's been like learning about that has been so unbelievably valuable to me. And something that I learned is that the looking official and looking successful comes first. Following that is the success. You are putting out what you want to attract with marketing, right? So if we're putting out the messaging that this thing is huge, this thing is successful and it's being perceived that way, then suddenly it is that way. And I, I realized that after creating the branding and creating the website for Creative Women Community and seeing it blow up after that, like after it looked really official, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So totally, I resonate with that so much. Yeah, people people have to revise things multiple times, but they I feel like it, the standard is no, no. And now with that impact, you know, going to triple digit growth and things like that. I always say you have to be marketing first and then do the product or whatever consulting or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you could have the best product in the world, but if no one knows about it, where are you going? You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm preparing to release a new episode of creative women community podcast and in it, I'm going to give some really good marketing tips. And one of the tips I want to give to artists is to, to grow their audiences and, and grow their lists and learn a little bit about marketing so that they can make it independently because this information is so important, especially with all the platforms that artists have today, knowing how to use it and making sure that they're getting the most out of it is super important. I can't wait. I love it. I, and I don't know, I'm learning about it, like all the people that you're bringing on too and cool. their stories. And I don't, you're opening for me personally, like all different types of illustrators that I would never honestly originally be introduced to. And I found the account because an illustrator put up, it was about like, it's okay to have a bad day or something like super like a bad day. doesn't mean every day is going to be like that. And at the, for some reason at that exact moment at that time, probably the algorithm, but I was like, oh, I love this. And I shared it. And I was like, wait a minute, is this something that's going to positively affect my life every day. And I looked at the account and I was like, oh, I have to be a part. Like, you know, you're literally the first thing that that account pops up the first thing every time I open my Instagram because they know, <laughs> you know, they know. Cool. And I love exploring that though, because it's it's yeah. really opened up the floodgates. And I know multiple people, as you can see in your numbers, but you know, so cool. Geeking out with others that also follow your account. They're like, you're actually doing that today. I was like, I know. Oh, that's so me. That's that makes me so happy to hear that and that that the messaging kind of hit a spot and that the the curation is is good and something that I really want to focus on is like yeah art and illustration is awesome but the messaging and positivity and making sure that women are feeling empowered and connected and healthy and mental health is a priority and feminism is a priority so important what have you learned through this process yeah well, I've learned, I've learned a lot about launching a product. I made a lot of mistakes with that calendar. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, the buyer is anyone who purchased it would not know, but I know. And so I think that that was incredibly important so that we can launch the creative women's store better now. Right. That was sort of like the, the MVP, the, um, what does that mean? The something viable product. Like you put out, we put out one product to test it. Like you're testing the market. Well, most valuable person is MVP by a noun, um, but I think it'd be like the most valuable product. Right. You know what? As soon as we get off the podcast, I'm going to think of <laughs> the word. I'll email you. <laughs> anyway, I've also learned like just how many artists, female artists are out there creating incredible things. And 
I learned about the need for connection and support for those people. I had no idea there was such a need. And I'm just like, so grateful that I've been able to be a part of something that supports that. But aside from learning though, but did something surprise you that no one could have given you advice for? Hmm. Oh gosh, the good one. The, the thing that surprised me definitely was how many artists there were, like thousands, thousands, all, all over the world too. It also surprised me how many people are resonating with, with the messages of positivity, empowerment, mental health, feminism. It's truly inspiring. And especially with how scary things can be in the world today, you know, especially in the States. Like I'm up in Canada, but we, we get more media on your guys' politics and what's going on in, in American culture than we do on our own, which is so interesting. Um, so th- things, things can be scary. So knowing that so many people are turning to something something more positive, like things that can make them feel good, art that can make them feel good was, was definitely surprising. I feel like with the messaging and, and what you've built in your community though, is just so universal where it is bringing everyone together in terms of power and insurance. And it honestly, instead of, aside from moving it forward it actually just bring resonance to like, this is important to me. And I think that's mm-hmm. also just organically when I talk to you and others about about the themes of, of what you're representing or the, the soapbox that you've made for that, it just comes out now so much more organically. Like my 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 voice gets louder when I talk about it. Mm-hmm. I end up talking faster because I'm really strong about it. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, was, I sent out a video on LinkedIn today and I sent it to a, to a, a coworker, female of mine. And I said, you know, are you sure it's really good? And all she replied was, Marissa, use your lions. Mm. And I was like, I had to be reminded that it's, you know, that it's good and to just own it and enjoy it. And I feel like messages like what you have are creating mm. that support system. You know, it's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I, like, I'm so happy that there are so many artists out there who are putting that out there and that your coworker recognized what was going on with you in that moment and just reminded you to do it and all these artists who are reminding each other to find that empowerment within ourselves so inspiring (laughs) I feel like I could run a marathon right now I'm like so pumped (laughs) I feel hella inspired oh me too I know I've I have said that word like 40 times in this conversation but it's because like pouring out of me (laughs) no me too I this is exactly but this is to me exactly why we're doing what we're doing and we're having these conversations and I really hope that the the listeners are just hearing how organic this is because it's so nice to I feel like I mean obviously I don't I don't know you very well but I feel like we have like this such camaraderie and like I feel like I've kind of known you forever (laughs) I feel like I'm talking to you like I've known you forever I've never talked about that painting to anyone I've actually never done, like, I'm kind of having an epiphany right now, but mm. I just love what we're doing. And I feel like we have major energy right now. I can feel the energy through my cords right now. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> can we talk about the crazy amount of platforms that artists have mm. today? Yeah. Etsy, totally. right? Yeah. Etsy alone mm. is just an amazing, I think a good story starter that was like one of the original even crafts and entrepreneurship of being able to sell paintings or or whatever it is clay Mm -hmm. clay pottery and now it's become you know 
illustrations, right? Like um, Mousy's illustrations out of New York and, you know, originally Boston now, you know, massive popular and, and mittens, right? Like (laughs) things like that. Like Bernie Sanders. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, that was someone out of, it was a teacher out of Vermont. But I mean, I'm sure people are replicating those mittens and, you know, selling them for God knows what, but I want to talk about how do you, for for someone who's an artist at heart, how do Mm -hmm. you feel about now more than ever having these amazing platforms to actually distribute and showcase? Yeah. I I think it's, I think it's wonderful. I think, I think it's great for the artists to be able to have these places that they can go where the communities already exist that they can bring their art to. I think it could potentially also be a little bit overwhelming if the artist doesn't know which one to try. So I think my advice around that would be to explore, talk to other artists who've used these tools to help figure out which is going to be the best for you. I think that Etsy is awesome for people who um, maybe don't have don't have an audience starting out. They don't have the tech skills to launch their own website. They don't have the, the marketing resources to get the word out without being on an already established site like Etsy. There are also um, print-on-demand tools that artists can use now where they get their art on merchandise, essentially even jewelry. And then people can order and then it'll be printed on demand so the artist can put the the packing, the product creation out of their hands and allow it to go through there. So many options. It's great. I think the internet is probably the best thing that's happened for us independent creatives. I'm, I'm, I'm from Long Island. So obviously very much closer to New York. It's like an hour, very fast train ride to, to New York city. And, and a lot of the times it was traditional showcasings and galleries and they're wonderful, beautiful, and traditional, but the opportunities you get now, the internet can be a very harsh place to be, but it could also open the floodgates for so much more opportunity too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Such a blessing totally. and a curse, the internet. We can't live without yeah. it, but <laughs> we want to escape from it when we want to, and, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, something, something so cool happened to me last week. I, I've been working with a business coach just, just to help. It, it helps talking to other people about anything you're working on, getting multiple perspectives. So something we were working on is trying to break me out of the fear of rejection. And in doing this, she told me that I should go, go to a community where I'm not sure if I'll be welcome and share my work there with the purpose of receiving negative feedback so that I can then hold my head up high, receive that negative feedback, walk away, like still confident in myself, right? Like that's the goal, like to face that rejection head on. So I thought, I thought of like what kind of communities I could do this with. The first thing I thought of was like a hockey team, like going to a hockey team and being like, hey guys, like, do you like my pretty drawings? But like, I can't, like, I, I don't know any hockey teams. So then I thought, well, what about like fine art? Like, like sculptures and abstract paintings. And like, it's pretty far from what I do because I'm, I'm much closer to graphic design and illustration. Right. So I went into a bunch of fine art forums and I posted, I said, I said, I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking for negative feedback because I wanted to open it up. I wanted them to know I didn't get any negative feedback. The art community is so supportive. (laughs) So for people out there who've created something new, if you're afraid of sharing your work, oh my God, don't be. Because even if you ask for negative feedback, they're not going to give it to you. (laughs) So do you feel better? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. Knowing that even if I feel sort of disconnected from another space, like I feel like there's a lot of things about fine art that I just don't know that much about, that I'm still welcome there. Like that, that's so cool, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I don't understand creating competition in a place where you could actually be supportive and and a really big community that also has this too is the craft beer community that we had a local brewery up here that was very well known they they burned to the ground and other breweries in their area said come brew with us until you get your stuff you know they're you're building back up and now it's more beautiful than why same thing with podcasts though i respect Mm -hmm. that anyone can go to any podcast and and listen there's probably what I can't even imagine. I'm guessing. This is allegedly, don't fact check me listeners, but like <laughs> there's got to be a billion hours worth of podcast hours to listen to, right? Yeah. And I had a I had a pretty passive, negative, I'll say passive aggressive comment for me towards another co- female commenter. And I was like, this was an opportunity to collaborate. This was mm-hmm. an opportunity to come together and say, hey, how this is kind of similar. How do how can we work together? you know, on something or want an episode or outreach an audience and things like Mm -hmm. that. Why there's no sense to create competition when it would really just benefit everyone and make camaraderie and support, right? Isn't that what everything is about? I guess anyway, prioritizing competition over collaboration comes from fear that there are not enough opportunities for all of us. So if you overcome that fear and you realize that the opportunities are abundant and that we can work together and that by working together, we are, we are actually creating more opportunities. That's the best way to go. And that, that really ties into the first episode that we did on Creative Women Community Podcast. It was on the importance of community. I wanted, I wanted to start it with that messaging because I think if you're just getting into the art illustration design space, it can be daunting because a lot of people who are not in that space believe that there are limited opportunities. You know, even before I went to design school, like people questioned me like, well, like, how are you going to get a job? And like, I was even kind of under the impression that I would have a hard time getting a job. It's the fear. It's what led me to marketing, but it's totally not true. But, like, there's so many opportunities and we need to work together. And you know what? I think that just came from because I've been listening to your podcast. That's probably exactly where my mind came. And I think I thought that too when I was listening to it. I was like, it brought me back to that recent scenario, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I talked about it the night that it happened. I screenshotted it and sent it to a friend of mine. And I I think I said, you know, this was an an opportunity for collaboration. Yeah. And it it, it created something negative, right? And and fear too. It was just like, hey, like Mm -hmm. why – you know, I don't like that. I don't, I don't have time for that. You know, if you want something negative, just go on the internet and like tweet something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, like, like brush it off your shoulder and like, just hope that they can eventually move past that. You know, I definitely put a little bit too much more energy into, into it at the time, but yes, your podcast, your first episode influenced that, that comment, because Mm. I now remember thinking about that scenario. So Victoria, coming to the end, <laughs> we ask the same question that everybody, or everyone that comes on the podcast, and that is, what is one thing that you've experienced that everyone should go through? Yeah. So I have to tell you, I'm the queen of preparation. I I listen to your podcast, so I would know the question and be able to answer it properly. So oh, I got a fan. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> 
So I hope I, uh, I hope that's okay. The one thing I've experienced that everyone else needs to experience is failure. We all have to experience it and we all have to reframe it as something bad into something good. Failure is good. Failure is inevitable. Failure makes us resilient. We're able to learn from our mistakes through failure. You know, I, I didn't actually get into graphic design school the first time I applied. Imagine if I hadn't applied again, like what, what would I be doing right now? I'd still be incredibly afraid of failing again. So you got to just like get up and try it again. Give yourself the time to cry, sit on the couch, watch Grey's Anatomy, do what you got to do, but get up again. I fail every day and I'm a recovering perfectionist. So it's really hard sometimes, you know, even like a typo in an email can like set me off. My day crumbles. My day absolutely. Because it's preventable. I am a perfectionist over preventable situations. Yep. So totally. Yep. But but realizing that although yes, it's preventable, we are human and it's only preventable to a certain extent. Because we're human. We're gonna miss things. It's only natural. So coming to terms with making mistakes every day and failing is what everyone needs to do. Great answer. And I appreciate you you listening. I am fangirling hard right now (laughs) so i want to talk about we can support we can support the Mm -hmm. community by buying a coffee correct yeah yeah that's right yeah so like i said um we're working on launching the creative women store right now and creative women community is growing we have a virtual assistant she's amazing if you join our facebook group you'll see her in there she moderates the facebook group i'm bringing on blog writers and an intern so yeah, to, to assist with the growth of Creative Women Community, if you purchase us a coffee, you can go on our Instagram. It's at Creative Women Community and find the link to buy us coffee through there. That is so appreciated. Absolutely. And you just, you actually just took my outro. So that's, you, you have a job now. You're also going to be on the emceeing with my, with my podcast, <laughs> but please check out the Creative Women Community on Instagram at Creative Women Community. And then wherever you listen to your podcast at the Creative Community Podcast. And like she mentioned, there is a store coming and a membership program. So please support Victoria and all of our illustrators all over the world and buy a coffee to help support the store. Victoria, I my, my 2021, I think, is already made. I oh am so envious of you and what you have done for not just me, but for the listeners and illustrators from your message to the soapbox. You are just such a lady with lions. Thank you so much. You are in the community. You're in the ladies with lions community oh now, God. officially. So honored. I have not looked at the other once because I want to be surprised every month but I have oh it and gosh. I stare at this every single day I'm tempted oh. to look at the other ones but I won't let myself because I really do want to be surprised but I, I love that love it so much and I love this paper this paper is like it's nice water- eh yeah it's like it's like a cardstock yeah it reminds <laughs> me of like watercolor paper but like a little mm. bit more sturdier kind of yeah but we are just so happy to have you thank you so much for taking the time thank you official lady with lions and i, I love cannot it. wait to see what you have in store and to support the store and everything like that and i will buy be buying you multiple coffees i'm so so excited oh my gosh i i can't thank you enough for the support and i'm so glad we were able to connect i definitely feel connected to you i love what you're doing through your podcast um and thank you so much Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks.